0: This is MarTech Interviews, a podcast from DK New Media, publishers of MarTech, the leading publication for sales and marketing professionals to research, discover, and learn how technology is driving business results. Your host is Douglas Carr.
1: Welcome to another in our Martech interview series. Uh, I am uh, joined on, and we're doing Zencaster today. I should say that to everybody. So testing out that software, but I have Jason Vandeboom on the line. Jason is the founder and CEO of Active Campaign out of Chicago. And uh, Active Campaign, if you haven't heard, I mean, from a marketing automation platform, uh, we've we've implemented it for a client is absolutely a beautiful piece of software, uh, and they they are targeting small business businesses and and have been boy you guys have been growing like crazy Jason
0: yeah yeah it's been a bit of fun uh it's been a good time appreciate you having me and how yeah absolutely how how long has active campaign been out yeah so it's kind of an interesting story because i started the company back in 2003 Um, which is a really long time ago. But when I started the company, it was more of a perpetual software company. Uh, So still trying to solve uh, customer experience uh, problems, so trying to improve the customer experience for businesses. Um, But our own customers had to download software and install it on their own server, um, which provided sort of a poor experience for our customers. Uh, So in in 2013, um, really made the move to move away from the perpetual model go over to more of a SaaS model um, to really improve our own customer's experience. Uh, and then quickly we found kind of our way within marketing and automation. Uh, and then now it's it's really we're trying to span the entire customer lifecycle um, and really just try to optimize that customer experience from, from the first uh, point of contact all the way through and retention.
1: Which leads us to our topic today. Uh, our, our topic, uh, is why the traditional marketing stack is dead and why small businesses should consider a best of breed marketing stack. And I should start out, I should start out, you know, by, by talking to people about, you know, what is, what is a marketing stack? And, and (laughs) so if you're, if you're a small business, you might not even know what that is. And how would
0: you define that, Jason? Uh, so, well, it sort of leads into the kind of the conversation as well of there's two ways of looking at it, right? So the stack is kind of the tools that you're using uh, to enable your customer lifecycle, typically. So that could be, uh, the tools you're using to kind of identify and attract customers, uh, convert customers, uh, and then retain them. Right. Um, so traditionally, um, an SMB has kind of been pushed into or sold into the idea that there's going to be this magical tool out there that'll just kind of do everything for you in one application. Right. Um, and that sounds really nice um, at, at the start because you only have one application to log into. It sounds simple. Um, but unfortunately, it, it, what we found and, and I think what the market has found is is it just provides a subpar experience sort of all around uh, versus something that is a little bit more focused on different areas and kind of best of breed tools uh, over the all-in-ones.
1: Yeah, and we've seen it as well with with clients. I, I think there's, um, you know, and, and I and I think some of it is our own doing in our industry, right? Is that we tout these tools and and as the be all end all, you know, and and uh, and then implementation tends to,
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. to tool, yeah, Everyone usually looks at a tool to solve a problem, when in the end it's it's just a tool, and then it really is more about the process and that kind of blend of whatever tools are working, but then also like we all need humans at the end of the day too, to run a business, right? So how does that work with those tools? Cause otherwise it's just a tool that's just going to disappoint. Um, yeah.
1: And, and I'm, I'm always, I'm always surprised by, you know, an, an active campaign. I'm sure you see this as well is, is there's quite a people, uh, obviously within that sector of, of marketing automation, uh, probably not with the breadth that you guys have with your platform. Uh, but, but, you know, uh, we watch companies tend to go to a, uh, ranking tool of some sort or an analyst tool of some sort. And unfortunately, what they miss when they do that is they they might be looking at best of breed, um, but what they're missing is the tool that more closely matches their process and will probably be more successful if if implemented yep. than maybe one of the more expensive higher end
0: tools yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. yeah, And then it's as you get these specialized kind of best of breed, or if it's just kind of best for your category uh, sort of tool, then the challenge becomes and and sort of the argument that the all in ones have always had is how do you actually blend this all together? Um, And how do you make all these tools sort of uh, not operate in in silos in terms of data? Um, So I think that's that's basically the the, the the big challenge, right um, and enterprise companies have solved that um, meaning like a lot of larger companies use more specialized tools and then work with custom integrations and whatnot to kind of bring all that data um, and make it all sort of talk to each other
1: um, yeah it- that might be the deep dark secret of the monster marketing stack, right? Right. Yeah, it's, yeah. Is, is that I think people think that, well, you know, these companies bought and purchased these 24 different platforms. And, uh, and so it's all going to work beautifully. And then when you get internal, it's uh Oh no, no, you know, we could talk to our service department about that integration. Yeah,
0: it's, it's the same thing. Just, yeah, yeah.
1: So long-term and short-term Jason, you know, maybe talk about the, the best of breed marketing stack and, and, and uh, what customers are going to what a what a typical you know small to medium sized business is going to see out of that
0: yeah so for a small business long term it, it's kind of best to go with that best of breed approach versus the all in one over time small business is going to kind of outgrow um, what the all in one can even provide so they're going to want to have that more specialized sort of tool set in different areas of the customer lifecycle uh, so if you start that way it saves you a lot of time in the end on the flip side of that. By starting with the best of breed, you can actually see uh, value faster. So if you're incorporating a CRM that's a little bit more relevant to your vertical, uh, or if you're incorporating other things and parts of your lifecycle that are, you know, highly focused to your vertical, um, that allows you to see that value quickly. And quite frankly, that's what an SMB wants and needs. Uh, so the combination of the two things sort of lends its, you know, kind of direction to using best of breed. Uh, right from the get
1: go. That's fantastic, and and uh, I mean, and for the price of of platforms like yours, you know, the, the companies can see an uh, see an ROI literally within months, right?
0: Yeah. So and so, it's it's interesting because there's some companies uh, and organizations that are doing studies on this and, and looking at reviews and things like that. Uh, and the time to see value with ActiveCampaign is is a fraction. It's like a third or a quarter of what people are reporting to see time of value from a platform such as HubSpot. Um, so it just speaks to you know having these specialized uh, focuses and specialized best of breed applications.
1: It's interesting. Uh, I love that you mentioned HubSpot and recently. I I had read that, uh, I think it was actually, maybe it was at their event at Inbound. inbound. They were talking about inbound marketing, uh, and, and he startled the, (laughs) the audience by saying that inbound marketing organically based is, is kind of dying out and that the, and that pay to play is really on the rise right now. Are, uh, you know, I'm curious what your opinion is on that.
0: Yeah. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily Dying out, I, I would more so phrase it as it always has been a blended sort of yeah. situation. And so if you take the stance that it's inbound first and it's all organic, um, I, I think that can kind of come off a little bit naive or you're trying to sell something, um, where a typical business, you, you know, you need to have that blend, just like you need to have that blend of, um, what you can do in automated fashions and what, what you need humans for. It's, it's really, you know, a lot of, Businesses are the same, and it comes down to the basics. It's, um, and I think a lot of companies really try to uh, a little bit overpromise and hype up certain aspects of it, which can skew the whole thing. Yeah, um, but yeah,
1: I agree. I, 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 I tend to lean in in favor with you. I mean, we've, we've. Uh We've launched dozens of startups and, and I'm not sure that we've always taken an organic approach. We have paid partners that we would, we would defer our clients to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, and even with our company, like we've, a lot of our growth has been organic. So I'm a huge fan of the organic and and kind of inbound leads, things like that. At the same time, if we aren't actively working on all the other potential aspects, um, we're doing ourselves a disservice. Um, and then should anything, you know, should a wrinkle occur with organic or, or we start to fully optimize on that, max it out, you know, what do we do then?
1: Um, Yeah. Well, I think, I think you guys, and, and, uh, so everybody knows full disclosure here. I don't have any relationship with, with, uh, active campaign other than having used it previously, you know, for, for a client, but, um, you know, but I think from a software as a service standpoint, you guys obviously have your own, you know, inbound process and are, are eating your own dog food, right? You know, you're, yeah, you're utilizing it. And, and what I tend to see is that when you have the platform right, when you set the expectations right, and when you're producing, you know, content out there that is really high quality and relevant, the inbound and uh, works absolutely beautifully. Um it's yep. it's just that you really have to have an effective system, especially with marketing automation, where you know you are pulling and pushing from a central database, a CRM, where where you are doing contact and lead scoring, where you yep. are sending newsletters or drip campaigns, you know, appropriately, you know, to to capture. But it's you have to have the system, you know, all the valves need to be hitting on the same At the same time, you know,
0: yeah, and it and it can really work to even sort of you know kind of blend approaches with a system like that as well, Um, so that you can kind of craft the uh, kind of touch points and the blend of that automation and human touch, depending on uh, the channel and depending on whether it is organic or whether it is paid, Um, so that you can make that economics work on the paid side.
1: Well, we always, we always like to, I think you've, you've absolutely, you know, given incredible advice out there for small and medium sized businesses to listen to. And I know you guys also service the enterprise as well, but um, we always like to take the end of the podcast and, and obviously promote, you know, the tool that, that people are utilizing. And so. Um, from an active campaign standpoint, you know, do you have a great, you know, case study or, or or that you could share with us where you know your your client is just knocking it out of the ballpark?
0: Yeah. So we have tons of those cases. I'm the type of person that I I try to avoid um, kind of doing that logo wall or logo splash, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's that's not as interesting to me as all the small businesses. Um, so it, it's. It's one of those things where we have a lot of businesses that are automating things that they just didn't think of automating in the past. So to give you some examples, um, we have a custom tie manufacturer um, who does all of the sort of lead qualification, identification of people, all the way to closing on selling a tie. Um, and then through the whole design process and production process, it actually goes through a system as well. And it's this great blend of like, People, you like know, right, that human side, but then also like, what can you do from the automation side to make that customer experience better? Um, we have, um, like tattoo shops and whatnot using our platform to enhance the customer experience, um, take care of some of the compliance ahead of time, um, from some of the paperwork and whatnot, and then do kind of check-ins afterwards and whatnot. Um, you know, there's, there's travel companies that are, are using it for incentives and things like that, which is seems like a, you know, kind of, Obvious uh, use case, um, but they've been able to engage in a much more personalized manner, which is really relevant um, uh, when it comes to travel uh, and similar to e-commerce. So the ability to have these fewer messages um, timed much, much better with much more personalized content. Um, within individual messages and, and what sort of messages are going on um, and taking that, uh, which is powerful in itself, and then blending that with sort of the human side. And that gets into kind of the CRM side and, you know, should someone call or should someone check in on an account? Um, when that's properly working and running, it's a really interesting thing to watch. And it does so much for a business. Uh, and going back to what you said, like we've used this, here at Active, like, we're a huge user of our own platform, you know, luckily. Um, and as we've gone from about, like, 40 people 12 months ago to, like, we're about 200 now, it's been critical. Like, early on, it was critical for certain reasons because we needed that assistance. We needed to fully optimize, right? But even today, we still have that same need, but at the same time, that information sharing and making sure data is correct all over the place is the great challenge that most, you know, mid to large size companies end up having. And I feel like we're, we solved that pretty, pretty well so far for ourselves. Um, so it's sort of a testament to that, you know, kind of best of breed approach that can actually be done, um, versus that all in one.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Well, uh, for anybody listening, you know, obviously it's an active Uh, if you, uh, if you actually look in the top right corner of the website, you'll see a try it for free. So you don't even have to put a credit card in. You can, you can try active campaign out and, uh, and run it. And I'm sure you'll find the same thing that we found. Um, the user experience is absolutely superior to most of the platforms out there. Uh, drag and drop interface. It's just, just really nice. You guys have done a fantastic job. And then, uh, and then you mentioned, you know, here that, you know, people are seeing a faster return on investment, you know, with, your tool, and of course, you know, getting the results that that everybody would expect, you know, out of utilizing a CRM and marketing automation, you know, to help manage and uh, and make your your inbound or your or, or even your outbound processes much more efficient. Um, thank you for so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. Appreciate
0: it. The Martech Interviews podcast is recorded at DK New Media's State of the Art podcast studio at The Speakeasy in downtown Indianapolis. Subscribe at martech.zone. Sponsorships and marketing services are available through dknewmedia.com.